Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I didn't think I would be here tonight. As I sit in my abode shortly before midnight, still technically Saturday, January 20th, 2024 here on the H2P podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I didn't think I'd be firing up this microphone to be talking about what I'm about to talk about. How about that? Pit 80, number 7 Duke 76 in Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Panthers' first win in Cameron Indoor. Since 1979. My name is Corey Christen. Gary Morgan is probably in bed. Honestly, it, it, it was kind of a weird day. We didn't want to record this episode as we usually do Saturday morning because we knew there was a game tonight. And, you know, we wanted to take the day as well. And obviously anything we would have talked about at 10 a.m. would have been moot 12 hours later after Pitt played Duke in front of 9,314 Cameron Crazies, those Panthers that were one and five in the ACC entering Saturday went into that building and did what they did. How about it? Just when you thought Jeff Capel had lost it, really, couple of losses to Syracuse, a rough, rough go in the first round against Duke this year. And then they do this. This is such a hard thing to make out in the waning moments after that game, after that result, after Pitt went up by four at half, led by as many as 11 in the first half. And even when Duke who, for my money, is a top three roster in college basketball. Pound for pound, top to bottom, top three roster in college basketball, in my opinion, could 
maybe should win the NCAA tournament this year. When Duke kept crawling and scratching and fighting and clawing back at Pitt, and even after a review that's probably still being reviewed late in the game, that went Duke's way and Pitt found a way to overcome that. Remember last year in the Miami game at Pitt, when Pitt faced a similar situation late, Miami was inbounding underneath their own basket, and Greg Elliott found a way to force a turnover. That's what that kind of reminded me of, is when that long review happens, Duke gets the ball, and then Pitt finds a way to get it back. And then they ice the game away. This was the win. Jeff Capel, Blake Hinson in particular, needed this year. Because if they didn't win this game, Pitt was going to be 1-6 of the ACC, 10-8 and eight overall. NCAA tournament hopes most likely gone. Now, they're very slim still, but beating Duke in Cameron helps a lot. They're going to have to work more. But if they lost this game, it would have been curtains for the postseason outlook for these Panthers trying to get back to the NCAA tournament again. But when their stars needed to show up, they found ways to show up. Blake Hinson, for my money, has been somewhat disappointing this year. And it's been kind of a one-trick pony situation where you know Blake's going to chuck logo threes up. That's not the issue with Blake Hinson. And he does, for what it's worth, from the range he sometimes shoots at, He does a pretty good job of actually making them. But this was a more complete game from Blake Hinson. And look, he went, if you want to nitpick something, he went one for three on shots from within the three-point arc. But he made all seven of his threes. He made all seven of his threes, 24 points a game high. And then he gets up on that table. He still might be there. He gets up on that scores table and gets the Cameron crazies riled up. Go watch the clip if you haven't seen it. Middle fingers flying at the guy. I'm sure a couple of obscenities flying at the guy. What a moment for Blake Hinson. What a moment for Jeff Capel, who gets that signature win this year. When it came to that tournament team last year, It came down to multiple signature wins. They beat Carolina twice. They hung with Duke and Cameron, to be fair, for a half last year. They beat Miami once. They beat Virginia. They beat Northwestern. They were able to stack this resume. And then they ran it into the tournament. They haven't been able to stack that resume this year at all. At all. It's a rather unimpressive resume, even still. But if Pitt was going to turn that around and find a way to find a way, as Jeff Capel's team did so often last year, this was what they needed to do. And I want to get into, here on this episode of the H2P podcast, the genius of Blake Hinson, and in my opinion... I think this is a really good third segment that will bring us home later. I think there's a changing of the guard 
literally, pun intended too, at who the best guard on this team truly is. We will get to all of that coming up, segment two, segment three. This is a win, simply stated, that Pitt had to have. If they didn't get it, who knows where this season would have gone with respect to literally the rails. Using that cliche as a literal term. Just think about it. At Georgia Tech, at Miami, Wake Forest, three very difficult games coming up. And the road's not light to close the season before the ACC tournament begins March 12th in in Washington, D.C. A big one. Now what? How do they build off of it? Let's take a break. Let's get to segment two. Let's talk about the genius of Blake Hinson from Saturday night. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, segment two here on the H2P podcast here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Corey Christen with you. No Gary Morgan tonight. I figured I would just fire up the microphone solo and and not bother Gary, really. It's midnight. It's after midnight now. By the time I record this, now Sunday, January 21st, 2024, after Pitt beats Duke in Cameron for the first time since 1979, 80-76 final. It came down to the final minute. It came down to the final few possessions. But Jeff Capel and his team found a way to do it. And if they were going to have a way to do it, and if they were going to do it, period, number two had to be number one. And, of course, I'm talking about Blake Henson. 37 minutes, 8 out of 10 shooting, 7 of 7 from three. Eight rebounds, fought through four fouls, 
And Pitt's star player, when they needed him the most, came up in the biggest way possible. And this is the kind of game why Blake Hinson came back. This is the kind of moment Blake Hinson is so valuable in when he's producing at his highest level. And I want that final little phrase right there to really resonate when he's playing at his highest level. Because when Blake Hinson is playing at his highest level, nobody can stop him. We saw that at many points last season in that tournament run. And we saw it again Saturday. This was vintage Blake Hinson. And now he has to build on it. This was a guy Gary Morgan and I talked about One of the more disappointing parts of Pitt's season, and I think it's easier to grade Blake on a harsher scale, so to speak, because number one, all ACC last year, preseason all ACC this year, went and tested for the NBA draft, came back and said this was his best decision to come back and play, but there really was no um, specific thing that the scouts you know, we're, we're trying to see more from the game that we already knew. This was more about refining his game. So it's more tailored to the pro level, which means getting inside more, getting more physical, cutting some weight if he had to. And he came in the season in great shape. But Jeff Capel said it the other day. You know, this team, uh, this was after the, uh, the first Duke loss, I believe, where he said this team's not really built to go inside. Well... No, they're not, but you would think that Blake Henson, if he's going to take the next step and become an NBA caliber player like he's trying to develop to be, then he'd have a little bit more of an inside game. Now, again, he went one for three from inside the three-point arc on Saturday, so you can't really sit here and say, well, he he failed at that because he didn't really try much from there either. So when you look at Blake Henson's game, When you look at who Blake Hinson is, this right here, if you want to put the tape on a scout's desk, this is what you would put on a scout's desk. The three-pointers, the efficiency that he shot it from, obviously, he's not going to shoot 100% every game, clearly. But when you go seven for seven from three and Cameron freaking indoor, you're doing something right. And some of the shots, again... He's not taking cupcake shots every time. But this is the kind of game Blake Hinson had to give Pitt. This is the kind of game Jeff Capel needed to get out of Blake Hinson, and he just simply delivered. He was one of only two Panthers to play more than 30 minutes in that game. The other was Zach Austin, who also played 37 minutes, but only shot the ball six times. If you really want to break the numbers down, yes, Blake was Pitt's best player. Nobody's going to question that. But you'll hear my thoughts on this player coming up in the next segment here on H2P, which we'll get to soon. I want to take a couple more minutes before we get there. But this was what Pitt needed to get. Kyle Filipowski for Duke, 5-10 from the field, 6-7 from the line, 19 points, 5 rebounds. 
relatively a mitigated day for, for a guy of his caliber, I think. And again, McCain and Foster, the two freshmen for Duke, really did hurt Pitt. And McCain with 20, Foster with 16, Foster had five assists. McCain shot it at 50%, though, and McCain was three of eight from three. So if Duke doesn't get to the line like they do, by the way, 21 to 28, who knows where this game is? It's not this close. Pitt only shot 16 free throws. Duke shot 28. Tell me what's wrong there. Pitt, by the way, 10 to 20 from three. Hinson was seven to seven. So do the math. The rest of the Panthers, just three of 13 from three. So if you really want to put it that way, where would Pitt have been without Blake Henson? Let's go to segment three. Shorter show, but one person talking about one game. Don't want to go too long-winded tonight. This is pretty much the most important thing that we have to talk about. Now, we could talk a little bit about football and, of course, Pat Narduzzi filling out his staff. We could get into that, but I think that's better saved for when Gary Morgan's back with us and talking about pit football and talking about the offseason with that. But this is more considerate, in some ways, an emergency-style podcast. But again, typical Saturday recording, just a little bit later with the game. Um, And then Gary will be back with us the next time. So let's go to segment three. And in segment three, I want to make one thing crystal clear about two of the guards on Pitt's roster. Let's do that in segment three. I'll see you there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, final segment here on the H2P podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Corey Chris with you. No Gary Morgan tonight. Didn't want to bug him past, you know, what is most likely his bedtime. Now, I don't know his sleep schedule, but I'm not going to be one to bother somebody on a whim at 10, 30, 11 at night. In this case, Shortly uh, before 12.15 in the morning on January 21, 2024, wrapping up a big upset. Pitt 80, number 7 Duke 76, and Cameron Indoor. Pitt's first win in front of the Crazies since 1979. We spent plenty of time, obviously, talking about the implications of this win. We spent time talking about Blake Henson. But I need to make one thing abundantly clear. And if you read my commentary after the first time Pitt played Duke back in the Peterson Events Center about, what, 10 days ago prior to this, 11 days ago prior to this, Bob Carrington's not the best freshman on this roster anymore. Now, my column back then stressed that he wasn't an NBA lottery pick, and spoiler, he's not. 
He's not. Let's put that to bed. Let's stop. Let's chill. He's not an NBA lottery pick. Not now. Maybe he can develop into being one. But we were a little premature. A lot of people were. On, whoa, this guy is the best thing since Bottle Walk. No. He had a really good game to start his career. We're not taking that triple-double away from him. And I'm not going to take away three double-digit performances, I believe it was, after that. I'm not going to take any of that away. But in ACC play, Jalen Lowe, quite frankly, honestly, literally, has just been better. He's been better. Jalen Lowe has been the best freshman on this team when it matters, when it counts, when Pitt needs one of those guys to step up. Lowe, 17 points, 6 of 16 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, 6 assists. That's a game high. And he only committed one foul. In a game where Hinson committed four fouls, including a technical, Federico committed five fouls, and Bub Carrington fouled out, by the way. Jalen only commits one foul. And this is against McCain and Foster, who, yeah, they put up a combined 36. But this is more about what Carrington does, or rather does not do, compared to what Lowe does. And right now, in all of these ACC games, maybe not all of them, but at least in this one and the previous one against Syracuse, Jalen Lowe has been the best freshman guard for Pitt in these ACC games, and that needs to be looked at. That needs to be paid attention to. Look, with with Carrington, and I'll just add a little more light to what I wrote after the last time Pitt played Duke about, look, he's not a lottery pick right now. Watch him play. Watch him play. He struggles to go weak side, first of all. Second of all, he's not shooting it too efficiently most of the time. There's still more to go within his game from a vacuum of being an NBA prospect. That's not to say that Bub Carrington is not an ACC guard or is a guard worthy of playing at this level because that's not the truth. The truth is he's really darn good and he has potential, but that's all it is right now is potential. Now, the same can be said for Jalen Lowe, but nobody's had the conversation about whoa, this guy's going to be picked fourth overall in the draft. No, no. Nobody's having that conversation, and I'm not having that conversation right now because it's not the conversation to have. The conversation to have right now is Jalen Lowe's ability to play in the ACC in these big moments like he did against Duke. He was the Robin Blake Henson's Batman. He was the one facilitating. He was the one helping to create. He was the one. That had key moments down the stretch in this game. It wasn't necessarily about Bob Carrington at that point. And you look at the free throw, right? You look at the foul shooting late in the game. You look at those moments where if Pitt didn't have Jalen Lowe down the stretch, it would have been tough. Would it not? Would have been tough. And those are, those are two clutch free throws at the end of the game with nine seconds left. To put Pitt up by four. And of course Proctor. With the missed free throws. And then Pickett's the ball back. They play the foul ball. All that. Right. But low with the two free throws. With nine to play. Just his overall play down the stretch. He made a a three pointer. With 43 seconds to go. To put Pitt up four again. 
I know Carrington made one as well to put him up five, but then, you know, Duke came back and, and got to within one with a minute 10 to go, and then Lowe hit that really clutch three with 43 to go. Lowe's been the best freshman for Pitt in these ACC games, at least recently. He's been the one in a total sense, not just scoring, in a totality sense from a field standpoint that has really led the charge for Pitt. And Jeff Capel has something with Jalen Lowe. And you got to keep the kid in the lineup for the rest of the season. I think it's pretty plain and clear cut to see Jalen Lowe needs to play starter minutes every game. He needs to play 32, 33, 35 minutes a game. He needs to be on the floor as much as humanly possible because he's that good. And if that relegates Leggett to the bench or Austin to the bench, so be it. This is what you have to play with. And quite frankly, I would like Austin off the bench or Leggett off the bench. I would like either one of those off the bench. It was Leggett off the bench against Duke, 27 minutes, 11 points for him. He was Pitt's third leading scorer, 5 of 10 from the field. Austin, 37 minutes, 2 of 6, 6 points. He had 5 boards, 3 blocked shots. His athleticism is crazy. He's been a really good pickup in the portal for Jeff Capel. But this is about Jalen Lowe in the way that he's been able to perform in these ACC games and especially in 29 minutes on the floor Saturday in that big, colossal, perhaps a season-saving, dare I say, win against Duke. I mean, that's something we could literally be talking about here. Was that? Lowe in his last two games, this is against Syracuse and against Duke, has scored 37 points. It's just about 61 minutes on the floor. 14 out of 31 from the field. 3 of 8 from 3. 6 of 8 from the line. He's been good. He's been really good. And 9 assists between the two games. He's been really good in these last two. A couple of 9-point outings, a 10-point outing. That was against North Carolina. Really hasn't picked it up before that. But over these last five, he's been good. And he started in the last four. And Jeff Capel needs to keep him in that starting lineup. Thank you for listening to this really interesting episode. And not interesting because of anything I said, necessarily. Unless you thought what I said was interesting in that case. Thank you. Interesting because of what happened. Interesting because of the subject matter. Interesting because I did not expect to fire this microphone up in the wee hours of Sunday morning to be talking about Pitt beating Duke. I didn't expect that. Not at all. Not after what we saw less than two weeks ago at the Peterson Events Center. Now Pitt has to go to Georgia Tech. They have to go to Miami. They're home for a couple more. We'll see what happens. We'll see if this is the thing that can get them jump-started. They have a long road to go and need a lot of help. But this is a win. Think about last year and what happened with getting destroyed by Michigan and VCU and Brooklyn and then rallying behind the win over Northwestern, rallying behind these other ACC wins. Maybe this is the thing that starts it. We'll find out. My name is Corey Christen. Thank you for listening to a new episode of the H2P Podcast. Reminder, 
We can be found where podcasts are found. That means Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify 24-7, 365 for playback. Please download, please subscribe, please like and share. That helps a very long way. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy the win. Have a great weekend.